0: Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now to the show.
1: What's up, guys? Ty from Breaker Culture, and this is episode 66. As always, thank you for joining. Uh, We are excited because today we have a little bit of a different guest, someone that's not uh, entrenched in the hobby each and every day, a gentleman named Scott Green who owns, who founded, or runs a site called Prospects1500. Go to Prospects1500.com to check them out. They are all about, as you probably could guess, prospects. And usually in the baseball, actually 100% on the baseball side, he uh, manages different correspondents who who write and and evaluate and check out all 30 of the major league clubs and minor league systems so they they understand minor league prospects they put out a top 50 for every team every single year they do a midseason top 50 they do it all they've done it for f- almost four years now and uh they've got some great analysis and i'm excited because today as you know at breaker culture we we spend a lot of time digging into analytics We try to find ways to help you get an edge and the way you spend money in sports cards, the way you spend money investing in players. And today you get to enter the mind of someone who runs a prospecting site. And so you can apply that obviously to sports cards and figure out maybe where there's some opportunities with your Bowman collecting, your tops collecting. There's even some players we talk about. We do a top five at the end, actually not even at the end towards the middle. We just, we bring up different players throughout the conversation and and kind of understand what goes into the mind of analyzing a player like that. And, uh, if it translates into card value. So a lot of good takeaways. We also, for those that run businesses, we talk a little bit about how he's managed his site, some lessons he learned recently from SEO and how to to optimize his search engine results. We talk a little bit about social media as well. So a lot of good takeaways. I think you'll enjoy the conversation. Scott's a, a great guy. I'm looking forward to more collaborations in the future with them and what they do at Prospects 1500. So enjoy the conversation. Go leave us a review at iTunes. Uh, on itunes and, and as always if you have any feedback please hit us up at breaker culture and uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say enjoy the conversation
0: scott how you doing I'm doing well, Ty. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks
1: for uh, thanks for making some time on a Sunday night. I think we both had a little uh, youth baseball adventure today. You were at the cages,
0: Absolutely. right? Yeah, and you know it's getting up here in Massachusetts. We're getting close to the end of the baseball window as fall approaches. Uh, there's a little bit of fall ball, but come uh, come the end of October, it, it'll be over. So we only have got another couple months here.
1: Oh, got it. Does it really shut down, or do you guys? Are, you guys have a pretty intense kind of
0: yeah, winter in, in, trainings in this, in this neck of the woods. We've got a fall program that goes, you know, basically our school starting later this week Okay, and it'll start in September and go till the second or third week in October. And that's, that's it. Anything in the winter will be indoor clinics, that sort of thing. We just can't be outside with the, the temps and this, Snow and what have you with Mother Nature.
1: Yeah, I get it. We we get a little bit of that, but nowhere near what you guys get. Yeah. Um, we it's funny here in Kansas City, youth baseball, sports in general for youth is pretty popular in Kansas City, but uh, youth baseball the last five years has really exploded, and you're starting to see like indoor facilities basically every five miles. It's insane, and all of them are surviving. It's just blowing my mind, but that's uh that's a good thing.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, it is a good thing. Yeah, um, I, I noticed yesterday, oddly enough, on ESPN, an article came out. Um, some statistics from the Aspen Institute, this this group that does a bunch of stuff for Little League and youth baseball, for the first time in like the last decade, they've had an increase of participation across every level of income for youth baseball. Isn't that crazy.
0: Yeah. That's great to hear. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm in Western Massachusetts, and in our town. Specifically, we've lost a lot of baseball players in the last five to 10 years to uh, lacrosse and uh, even soccer. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's not like what it was when I was growing up, you know, a long time ago. I'm talking, I was growing up, you know, 35, 40 years ago. But um, we have, it seems mm-hmm. like we're losing baseball players, but we have two youth. Baseball leagues right in my hometown, which is a whole issue in itself. But uh, yeah, it's good to hear that you know, across the board, youth baseball numbers are up.
1: Yeah. Well, the theory was that so many people are flooding out of football that they're just kind of inadvertently going into youth youth baseball. Okay. And I, I, apparently more of the affluent folks kind of tend to put their, their kids into to youth baseball spend yeah. the money there the, which makes sense that
0: that's the other sport i just i forgot about for a second there in my in our town here it's lacrosse and it's football and and they rule the world here <laughs> uh, but you know we still have our our fingers into the baseball with my uh, two boys
1: awesome all right well man i i am excited to talk to you because you you run a pretty fascinating site called prospects 1500 um, As you know, with Breaker Culture, we're all into the analytics, and especially in the baseball world, where analytics really do they factor into the values of cards, right? You, you know that. Yes. Give us the lowdown of what you do at Prospects fifteen hundred, and then we can start diving into some fun stuff about what you guys do.
0: Yeah. So I can't live off and retire on Prospects fifteen hundred. <laughs> I'll I'll throw a yet in there right now because. There you go. Maybe a few years from now, we'll see what happens. But in the in real life, I actually am an account manager, a sales guy for uh, Reminder Publishing, which is a local company out here in Western Massachusetts, and we have some newspapers and some magazines. So that's what I do, uh, you know, every day from 8:30 to to five or or so. Mm-hmm. But um, I started Prospects 1500 a few years ago. It launched in uh, December of 2016. And January of 2017, the very next month, is when we dropped our first uh, group of top 50 prospects for every team. And we basically have been rocking and rolling since then. Mm-hmm. I wish, you know, one of the questions I think you wanted to ask me was um, what would you have done differently? And I think that I would have loved to have started Prospects 1500 two or three years earlier. Um, I had an idea, and I was doing some minor league prospect you know blogs and writing for another site, and I had this idea two or three years before I started it, um, but just it didn't go anywhere until my partner Brian and I said, "You know what, instead of doing a blog, let's actually register this domain and start a website and let's see where it goes from there." And it's gone pretty well.
1: That's awesome. So you, your first release in January 2017, you put out top 50 for all 30 teams.
0: We did. My goal was to drop a different team's top 50 prospects okay. every day of the month of January. That was the goal. <laughs> and to do that, the you know, quote-unquote business plan, because it's not really a business <laughs> yeah. at the time, Um, was to have a different representative correspondent, if you will, for each organization. And each of them would be responsible for writing up, you know, making their list and then writing it up. Not all with the same exact format, but some did longer player blurbs, some had more statistics, uh, some dropped tweets in, some had photos. So they're all a little bit different in format, but all the same idea. And that first year... If I think back to it, we might have missed one day, but then I might have made up for it and 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 la- and dropped two of them the next day. In in and then one or two of the reps didn't hold up their end of the bargain, so we, <laughs> I might have had to write an extra one. But in the end, we did have them all launch by January thirty first. We had thirty different top 50 prospects. Now I've learned a little bit since then. So when we do those every January, Mm -hmm. by mid-December, all of my representatives have a due date, you know, when theirs is due in January. Hmm. And it's usually like two days before I want to publish it. Right. Gives time to proof it and look through and ask them if, you know, questions, if we need to move some guys around in the rankings. But so it's, it's going pretty well right now from mid-July to like literally right now in the mm-hmm. next week or so we're finishing up our mid-season top 50 lists for every team and I, no one had due dates they kind of submitted them when they could i'm really flexible with my staff and uh we've only got four more to go uh within that's the next awesome so they'll be done
1: that is cool uh man, as a data guy my mind's going crazy right now i have, I have so many questions about this uh so i guess wh- why did you do why did you get into this to begin with, what were you just, were you going to minor league games and so fascinated by the prospect, the prospect craze
0: or not at what? the time? Okay. Uh, to be honest, I'm a dynasty league junkie. Or I, was. <laughs> nice. I was because wow. that's really where the idea came from. I was getting into these dynasty leagues that had not just 10 prospects on your farm system, but mm-hmm. some had 30, 50, even more than that. So I wanted to build something that people could go to if they were in these deep dynasty leagues. And Mm -hmm. oh, wow, here are a couple players that I don't think anyone else knows about. And I can grab them, you know, thanks to, you know, Scott Green or whatever his site it was, or Mm -hmm. whether it's a blog or a website. And so I created it with the idea that this was going to be a dynasty league resource. Um, It's so ironic. And this is probably one of the first platforms where I'm saying this. I'm kind of getting tired of all my leagues and I want to spend more time on my website and not, not really retire from my leagues, but whittle it down to like one or two that I can focus on, um, because it's just too much for me. (laughs) And I think there's a lot more growth in prospects 1500 and what we're doing. Um, so it's kind of, I don't know that it's hypocritical of me to say that. This is a dynasty league resource and I should, I should be you know, in as many leagues as I can. But you know what? I'm in the great uh, fantasy baseball invitational and my team sucks and I can't <laughs> put enough time into it. And I'm like, I can't do it again. I want to focus on this and not that. So and I don't know if, in a roundabout way if that answers the question.
1: No, that's, that's, that's funny because uh, I, I didn't even know. And I dug through your site quite a bit. I didn't realize it was a Dynasty League resource. And, and I guess I'm looking through it through the lens of a sports card collector. And I'm thinking, sure. man, what a great resource because it just gives you one more thing to kind of triangulate everything you're doing with your money and collecting and investing. Um, and,
0: and we are going to mm-hmm. start to add some sports card, baseball – well, it's going to be baseball card uh, content components Yeah. in, in the near future. Uh, it's not something that we've really had uh, on the site, though. If you do look back at my, um, is it my my 2018 Boston Red Sox top 50 prospects? <laughs> I actually put a picture of a card uh, of each player next to their player blurb, and I had fun doing that. Uh, and they were pictures of cards that I own. They
1: oh, were that's just cool.
0: I pulled off the internet.
1: That's very cool. Yeah, we'll get. I definitely want to get into your collecting background too, because I, th- I think you you are a collector and you're, you're doing some fun stuff too with breaking. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But so when you started, then what what were you doing to really get your analysis and, and come up with your top fifty? Were you was it a lot of going to games, and or was it a lot of just breaking down statistics off of sites? What was kind of your? Are were you just trusting correspondents, letting them do their thing?
0: I think it's probably the last thing that you said right there. Oh, okay. Trusting correspondence. So each of my writers, they're doing it for the love of doing it. um, At this juncture right now, and and you know same as it was two and a half years ago, uh, almost three years ago. I have people that live around the country, even some in Canada. Um, Some live near minor league ballparks. Some don't. Uh, Some are living in the area near where their major league club is based, and they're a fan. Some aren't. I might have uh, a guy who lives in Florida who's writing about the Giants um mm-hmm. and and he doesn't see any- mi- major league games, and there aren't really any giants minor leaguers in Florida ever mm-hmm. uh, because they're out in arizona or, and they're and they're you know in the Pacific Northwest or what have you so um although there's a team they Richmond double A team um. Come, is in the Eastern League. So I get to see them once in a while, but, uh, I digress. Um, <laughs> so I was really, you know, giving the people that wanted to write for the site, have a voice on the internet. And I was able to, um, promote and expand their social network mm-hmm. and get their, you know, get their name and their handle out there. You know, our, our, we right now we have about 5,600 followers on Twitter and, mm-hmm. You know, it's, that's not a huge amount, but maybe two years ago I had half that, if that. So, so we're growing. Um, and I trust them. And I give them the leeway to make their lists. I, I don't want them to just kind of willy-nilly it. You know, look at some other resources. Look at some other site rankings. Um, look at some video. If you're at the games, great, because you've got your own notes and your own um, – uh experience and in, in mm-hmm. seeing what these players do and and go from there so some do get out to parks often and some look at statistics because that's what they have to do especially if um they're sitting in british columbia and they're writing and covering the cardinals for me and that's totally cool and yeah. i trust them. and i proof everything and and make sure it looks good before it goes on the site anyway.
1: Got it. Got it. So, how many times has a, a top 50 list come in, and you're, when you, as you're touching things up, you're like, no way, is this guy in the top five? Do
0: you, do you yeah. shift things around at all? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, and one of the things we do on our top 50s is we have five tiers tier one through mm. tier five. Yep. Tier ones are the superstars. Uh, usually,
1: the Royals usually don't have any, have, by the way. I noticed
2: that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> usually, you're going to have one or two, maybe. You know some teams don't, and that's totally fine, because tier two prospects are really good yeah. are really good prospects. But what I tell my writers is that more likely than not, the more than half of your list should be tier fours and fives, and tier five for us, is really someone that they might not really ever have a chance of making a 40man roster or maybe they're 16 years old or 17 and they were just signed uh, as an international free agent and you don't know a lot about them but some more often than not I do find some that get submitted and as I'm going through them well here's one or two guys that are in tier five yet they've been on the major league team and they've maybe thrown 12 innings or had 32 at bats so I have to talk to my correspondent and say listen Mm -hmm. we if you want them on the list, we gotta bump them up to the end of tier four because they're on the forty-man roster. Hmm. So sometimes that happens. It's not often that I'm saying, well, I think that your number nine should be number four. I, I'm not getting into that with people. Yep. Uh, and I like to be a little different. And I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know what, the beginning of 2019, this past January, mm-hmm. I ranked Durbin Feltman number seven, I think in the Red Sox system, mm-hmm. a relief pitcher out of Texas drafted last year was really, really high on him. Um, and he hasn't had a great year, but I, I, I was really excited about him and liked having him in my top 10 and it was a lot higher than other sites had him ranked. Uh, so we were a little, um, I was a little surprised, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at, uh, at the results, but you know, that happens. I think he was down in the, you know, mid low to mid teens in my updated, uh, top 50, but sometimes I'm okay, I'm totally okay with us being, uh, different from the other, you know, big, bigger name websites, if you will.
1: Right. No, absolutely. I think, uh, from, from the sports car perspective, that's what people are looking for, right? What are the, or the diamonds in the rough or the guys that people aren't talking about where you can go snag their pro- first Bowman card for cheaper than you
0: exactly. know, where all the hype is. You know what? Can I give you a um, let me give you a really quick example of oh, yeah. a prospect that a card was really doing well and was a top ranked prospect and he hasn't really done well. I think the prices have gone down a little bit and I'm not as high on him as I was back in January, and, and again I'm going to shoot back to the Red Sox because I know them the best. And they had a uh, a kid they signed out of uh, an international signing. Uh, his name is Anthony Flores. Um, I don't actually I don't know if it's Anthony or Antoni. Mm-hmm. I was I was just at a Lowell Spinners game and I was trying to listen to the PA announcer how they announced his name. I ranked him eighth um, at the beginning of the year. Last July, like this time last year, August, he was like 16th in my rankings. Had him at eight uh, beginning of the year. At some some sites actually had him higher than that. He, I, I, I like the kid a lot, but he's been batting like seventh, eighth in the Lowell Spinner's lineup, hitting under 200. And his first bowman card was i think in bowman chrome of 2018 Mm -hmm. he wasn't in the regular bowman set he was only in bowman chrome and it was only an autograph card he didn't have a regular Mm -hmm. non-autograph card and they were going for like 35 40 and higher uh raw not graded or anything Mm -hmm. Uh, and i just i wanted to have this card because he's one of my top ten Red Sox prospects. I, I think I ended up getting it for thirty dollars, and I was happy with that. Yeah, uh, several months ago, it was probably four or five months ago, and I think now you can get it for like eighteen or twenty bucks. Um, and that's just the story I wanted to give. Here's here's a top prospect, re- highly regarded, and what have you done for us lately? It's not <laughs> a great season. I don't know that the organization is. St- if they were really, really high on him, I don't think they'd be having him hit eighth in the low A lineup.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: For the card value, I guess.
1: Yeah. So that does bring up a good point, though. I mean, as you've kind of, as you've grown in your ability to prospect and understand these young players, what is it that fans typically kind of overlook on the stat sheet? Um, I mean, there's obviously the war, right? There's the the fan graph stuff that we get that we can look at and real quickly sort and find players that are doing stuff. But what is it, what is it you've kind of, you're isolating more now as you've matured in your ability to evaluate.
0: And I'll probably, uh, I'll be, you know, straight up and honest with you here. I'm more of the old school, you know, look at the stats on the back of the baseball card.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Although I, I'm not a huge fan anymore of, um, batting average Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to like on base percentage and, and slugging percentage. I'm a big fan of the OPS stat. Mm Um, my, a lot of my writers are into that and know more about it, maybe because they're younger than me and they understand these, these, uh, goal sabermetric statistics and whatnot, right. You know, weighted runs created plus and, you know, um, you know, ISO and, <laughs> and, uh, FIP for pitchers, which is kind of like an ERA, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I don't know as much of that. So I'm, I'm entrusting my writers to dabble into those more statistical sabermetric things, which some do in their columns and some don't. And I'm totally okay with that I, to, to, for me to say one thing that might be overlooked on a stat sheet, and I'm going to be really basic here, is is um, like number of pitches and and the ability to throw strikes. Because you know there are so many pitching prospects that come up that can throw a hundred or hundred one or hundred two miles per hour, mm-hmm. but they struggle with their command, and they're not going to make the majors. If they can throw a hundred four consistently and not throw strikes. Right. So, you know, I, there are probably some names off the top of my head that I could rattle off. Um, you know, one guy I see, I'm very close to Hartford
2: mm-hmm. and
0: I go to a lot of Hartford yard goats games. And I love the
1: yard goats name, by the way, they, they, one of the greatest they, mascot they, names.
0: <laughs> um, and a side note, one of the, the greatest things ever is when they play these, what if nights and they, they play as the, um, the the Hartford Steam Cheeseburgers or the <laughs> Hartford uh, River Hogs. I mean, those are great nights. So good. Um, um, so they have a pitcher in the Rockies system. is in their top ten or fifteen, I think. His name is Justin Lawrence, and he throws heat. And he was killing it. Um, I think last fall had a great spring training, and I think he opened the year in in Triple um and then he couldn't throw strikes anymore. and he's back mm-hmm. down in Hartford uh, toiling away some I've seen some horrible outings and in then other outings he's been decent, but I just I think of overlooking on the stat sheet, uh, you know, a lot of his numbers overall looked pretty good, but mm-hmm. he struggled with his command and has not been able to throw strikes a lot and, He's not going to succeed like we would all want him to at Coors Field, um, right? If that continues,
1: yeah, no, that that makes total sense. And I, I guess the question then becomes, how do you measure that without watching? And I, the one stat that comes to mind that I think probably is e- the most easily accessible that's that's strikeouts to walk ratio. Exactly. That's on every box score, right? You can real quickly determine if a guy's able to to throw strikes.
0: Yeah, and just a quick aside uh, on that strikeout-to-walk ratio, my 12-year-old son, we were just looking at our, our uh, Yahoo uh, roster from mm-hmm. today from a little fun league that we do, and he says, uh, he says, Dad, Robbie Ray came off the DL and pitched today. I said, yes, I, I know. I'm aware of that. I said, he had a decent game, didn't he? He won. And my son says, well, he won, but he didn't get a quality start. He only went five innings. So then I looked a little deeper into the box score. I said, Josh, you know why he didn't get the win in five innings? He had 103 pitches in five innings. (laughs) And then Josh said, and you know what, Dad? He had four walks and six strikeouts. And that's not a great strikeout to walk ratio. Yeah. Uh, And 103 pitches in five innings, you're not going to go more than that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he got a win, you know, and and the team won. That's great. Um, Is... And is that win great for a lot of the dynasty leagues now mm-hmm. that use quality starts? Uh, his whip wasn't great today, so that probably gets affected. And, you know, I, I bet it was a great play for 50 percent of people that are in leagues. And then the other 50 percent, maybe it wasn't so great, even though he won.
2: Yeah, that's
1: funny. <laughs> I bet you every baseball card collector that listens to this show has a, at least one Robbie Ray autograph or patch sitting around their collection. There was, I think, it was like 2017, where he basically was in every product.
0: Uh, so was Henry Owens. Yeah, you're right for Boston. You're right. <laughs> I, I uh, don't have a Robbie Ray, so if you've got, if you don't, if you've got an extra one and I've got a Henry, o, I'm happy to trade. So. Wow,
1: well, that, that's a, that's an even trade. We'll take that all, right. all day. <laughs> All right, can, can you imagine trying to manage 621 active auctions in your own eBay account just for breaks? Uh, I can't imagine doing that. But guys, 702 Breakers literally has 621 auctions available right now in their store for breaks in the next week. Uh, yeah, we've had them on the show before. We've talked a lot about 702 Breaks, talked a lot about a lot of eBay breakers over a time with our interviews and conversation. But uh, if you haven't had a chance to go check out 702 Breakers, give them a shot Uh, because first off, they're super good guys. Uh, Their story's incredible. Uh, They have phenomenal, phenomenal selection. Uh, Again, 621 active breaks on eBay feedback's outstanding. And look, they just do things right. And they're an entertaining group to be around. So go check them out, 702 underscore breakers, or go to Google or go to breakerculture.com and type in 702 breakers. And uh, you'll find plenty of opportunities to jump in their breaks. season i'd love to know kind of your thoughts and kind of how things are playing about playing out specifically from the rookie side of things i mean yeah. when you projected these guys out i'm guessing some of these guys were on your list a couple years ago even last year right uh, yeah probably most of them yeah. were on your I, list last year
0: i wrote out a few names the people that pretty much doing what we thought they'd be doing okay um and then i've got a few that kind of surprised me and um uh, you Great. know, the, sure. the, the ones that I thought they would succeed and they're doing well um, are guys like Vlad Jr., um, Bo Bichette. I'm happy that he's up now and, and mm-hmm. doing what he's doing. I love Chris Paddock. I had him like every one of my fantasy teams uh, going into the season. He's come on like a bit of a rough patch in the last month or so. Um, I feel good about him, though, pitching in San Diego. I think he'll he'll turn that around. And I, th- I think Zach Gallen on the Marlins. Marlins. He was traded to the Diamondbacks. Um, I think he's been been pretty much what we expected, finally making the majors. And and of course, uh, Jordan Alvarez on the Astros. Mm. He's just he's just continued to kill it. I'm not going to say that any of them have surprised me. Okay. Um, I'm like, yeah, that's what they should be doing based on what we saw in the minors. Um, anyone else that comes to your mind before I talk about some of my surprises?
1: Well, so one reaction to that, I guess I would, I'd be curious to know if you think Vlad Guerrero is actually doing what you expected, because as much hype as he had coming in, he's got a war of 2.1. I would almost argue he's not doing as good as people thought. I mean, his card values have definitely taken a hit, right? Granted, he's 20. He's gonna, he's gonna get better, but I don't know. I just... I'm not quite as impressed as everybody else.
0: So, yeah, I mean, he, he was otherworldly in the minors. Right. And, you know, he's a rookie that hasn't, you know, I'm going to go back to the stat I like. He has an 821 OPS
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: and around 820 or higher is, is good. Mm-hmm. I, I I think, um, you know, anything over 900 is awesome. Yep. Um, so, he was struggling. He's been coming around. He's getting on base more. He's, he's, you know, forty walks to sixty-nine strikeouts. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think that's that bad for a batter. Um, I mean, obviously, if you you have some more walks closer to the amount of strikeouts, it's it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fifteen homers. Yep. You know, he was hurt for a little while. Maybe he's surprised me that he's not doing what everyone thought he would do but Mike Trout didn't his first year and I remember I hated and he sucked Dustin Pedroia in his rookie year and then he went on to be an MVP one year right so not that you know Dustin is nothing like you know the hitters that Trout and Vlad Jr are mm-hmm. but I think I think Vlad is learning and I think he will be even better next year.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I think the one thing that stuck out to me when kind of looking through stats of rookies just a couple days ago was how well Fernando Tatis Jr. has done in comparison of Guerrero. It almost reminds me of last year's race between Ronald Acuna and Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. You know, Soto being Guerrero and Tatis being Acuna. I mean, Fernando Tatis has got a four-point-two WAR. I mean, he's only trailing Pete Alonso. And I, I just I did not realize how good he was doing in San Diego. He was it was the runaway rookie of the year choice until he got hurt. I still think Absolutely, he is.
0: yeah. I mean, and he's the full complete package on defense too. Yeah, uh, you know, Vlad is serviceable at third base. He's not a bad third baseman. Um, a lot of people didn't know that he could play any defense. I was glad that I was able to see him a few times as. uh as uh, the New Hampshire Fisher Cats rolled through Hartford uh, <laughs> in the Eastern League. And, you know, he, he played a decent, you know, serviceable third base. But Tatis is, you know, one of the best shortstops in the game. Mm-hmm. And then what he's done on the offensive side of the ball, absolutely runaway rookie of the year, like you said, uh, without the injury. Whom I don't know that he'll be able to, to get that. Um,
1: you think Alonso wins it then?
0: I do, just yeah. because of, uh, you know, if he stays healthy for another, you know, month or so. So yeah. Alonzo is one of the three guys that has surprised me okay. uh, based on the 2019 rookies. Uh, surprised me because a lot that I saw when I was watching minor league, I didn't see him ever in person, but I watched a lot of his games on MILB-TV. Um Mm-hmm. I I think when uh, he was with the Binghamton rumble ponies and he just got promoted right before they came uh, into Hartford. He, he was one that I personally thought was going to have a little bit too much swing and miss. And I did not see a I did not see him serviceable at first, like, I saw Vlad Jr. serviceable in uh, in the field at third. Um, but I don't think anyone's talking about how bad Alonzo might be on defense because he has, what, 42 home runs and, and he's carrying the team. Right. And he is very surprising to me. I, I thought he would be OK, not amazing. And mm-hmm. he's been amazing.
1: The thing with a guy like that, though, is I mean, he's what, 25 to almost 25 He's 24 and three, four or something like that. Um, the second he stops hitting home runs, his values are going to plummet in the sports card world. I mean, yep. in New York, the New York market will obviously sustain him for a little bit longer than usual. But he's the type of guy like if you're an investor, you got to be so careful because you're essentially buying at his peak unless he does this again next year and the year after. Nothing else behind him
0: yeah agreed and i'm I'm sure you're gonna want to get into that a little bit with me and investing in cards and my thoughts on some, <laughs> some of all that and i'm I've been very uh open in my opinions on Twitter <laughs> a lot of times with with rants uh that I have but uh <laughs> yeah I understand where you're coming from with with value uh like taking an immediate hit if he stops hitting on runs,
1: sure. Sure. Well, who are your other two Outsp- surprises outspoken.
0: then? Outspoken is the word I was looking for. Well, we
1: will definitely get into that. But let's let's <laughs> cover your uh, your two other surprise rookies then. I'm curious.
0: Well, um, you know, on the Red Sox uh, side of things as a fan here, I did not know that um, Michael Chavis would be able to do what he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the guy was killing it the first couple months of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or as soon as he got called up. I'm yeah. sorry. Not the first couple months first couple months after he got called up um, and then he started to struggle a little bit and he's hurt now. He's on the injured list. Mm-hmm. Um, people were talking about him as rookie of the year before Vlad started to hit before Alvarez was even called up. Yep. Uh, I'm not joking. He, uh, Not just Red Sox fans, um, people that are baseball fans yeah. were saying he's, he's the real deal and he yep. was playing a little bit of first, a little bit of third, um, I did not know with the, the suspension that he had last year,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, you have those questions, how much of this potential is real? Uh, you know, it, was it, you know, was it PEDs or something that he didn't know? There were question marks. Mm-hmm. So just to see what he's done makes him one of my surprise three. And, yeah, you know, hmm. he can certainly improve a lot, and I hope he comes back healthy. You know, for next year. I don't know if he's going to be back this year, um, but he was one of my three. And then mm-hmm. the other guy—I mean, he's just amazing. And I don't know that anyone saw it. And you know, you could guess who it is. This guy that has like more home runs quicker than anyone else, um, Aquino on the Reds. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I, I mean, he's a beast. <laughs> and he's I mean, I guess is it like Alonzo? If he just stops hitting home runs, is our card's gonna plummet in value? Mm-hmm. So, um that's something I wanted to actually ask you about and bring up where I had two baseball cards. I'm not really a seller, I'm a collector and, mm-hmm. and I I buy a lot and I plan on saving a lot and passing them on to my boys and all my old sets from the seventies and eighties on, um, you know, at some point they're going to be passed on or until I open up green sports cards in my retirement years and I can actually have them on display and maybe sell some. Mm -hmm. But, um, um, I just, I'm thinking about it, you know, after he starts hitting his home runs recently, I'm like, what do, do I have his card? Do I, I think I might have his autograph. Mm -hmm. So I went down and I pulled open my, uh, 2014 bowman set and i'm i'm looking through it and i had bought maybe a couple uh hobby boxes and <laughs> the first it's funny the first uh refractor auto i come across is uh, abhi avellino i'm like oh it's the wrong guy aa i thought it was <laughs> Kino, um and it was a nice refractor autograph
2: uh-huh.
0: the card right behind it uh was a Kino. it's his first bowman chrome autograph mm-hmm. uh it wasn't a refractor. It wasn't a parallel numbered or anything, mm-hmm. but it's his first one. And so, of course, I looked on eBay and so people were, I was hearing people were selling for like $250, 300 mm-hmm. and, and then he might have struggled for a couple games. So it started to drop in price. And so, and then I saw, um, so I'm thinking, should I sell this card? I'm not really a seller, but if there's any time, I'm not a Reds fan. And maybe this will get into the hands of someone who really wants it. Hmm. Why not? Maybe I can sell it and buy a couple hobby boxes from what I make.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, it, yeah. had sold, mm-hmm. it had sold for like $95 or $100 for to like four or five different people on eBay that day that I looked about uh, a week and a half or so ago. Mm-hmm. And there's this other app and site I dabble with. It's called Mercari. And I sometimes people put cards up there for a little crazier prices, and okay. I put it up for I put it up for two ten, and then they have this feature where you can promote it, and it takes five percent off, huh. um, but it gets to more people. So it took the price down to one ninety nine, and I got an offer from some guy for one sixty. So we went back and forth, and actually we settled on one seventy. I got one seventy for the card. Wow. And if I had put it on eBay, I might've gotten a hundred.
2: Hmm.
0: And, uh, so, so that's a card that I sold recently Yep. going back to the original question. He's one of my surprises this year. I never would have thought, you know, four or five years in the minors that Aristide Sakino was going to come up and do what he's done for the reds. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's doing now. I mean, he's a, he's a hall of famer. He's a perennial all-star right, right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. You know, we'll see how he finishes the year, and if he even breaks with the team next year.
1: Yeah my my reaction to Aquino is his age scares the heck out of me. I just I was no way I would buy his his 2014 Bowman Chrome. Was that was 2014 Bowman Chrome, right?
0: It was. yes. Yeah.
1: There's no way I would buy it with. I mean, you're buying at his peak for a 25 and a half year old who Absolutely. who didn't really do that well in the minors. Right, I mean, he had a he had a good year this year, and even last year he he hit pretty well. I think he had twenty homers or eighteen homers last year. But I mean, in rookie ball and single A ball, he was just okay. So it's like, what happened? You
0: like, know what? I mean, nine. I thought it was actually I said four or five years. Nine minor league seasons. Yeah. Two forty eight career batting average. Yeah. And, you know, one hundred twenty four home runs over nine years. Um. And now he's got, I mean, what does he have? 14 or so in the majors in right. three weeks? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many games has he played? He's uh 22 games. Yeah. 83 plate appearances.
0: Man. Okay. So, you know, I mean, there, there's a great baseball card for for us to talk about. You know, what? who are the people that want to hold on to the card?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Who are the people that want to buy this card right now? And, hey, if someone wants to give me $170, Sure.
1: Heck yeah. For a card that was worth a dollar three weeks ago.
0: Right. Right. Now, right. I, I want to bring up one other card, but I don't know if you, if you want to get into that or talk about some other things. First.
1: One other comment on that is I, sure. I do think, I mean, age is something I think is definitely underrated when it comes to collecting in baseball, I guess in any sport, but really in baseball, football, you can get away with a little bit older cards, older players, but baseball age is so important for investing. And I hate using the word investing because it's not really investing, you know, prospecting the other thing that worries me with with the kikino is he plays for the reds (laughs) like for his values to 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 get much higher than they are now he's gonna need to get traded he's got to go to a better team he's got to go to a big market yeah right i mean that's just the reality yeah
0: that's with a lot of glass ceiling players yeah but anyway who was your other player so i know that you were also interested in hearing about some pl- prospects that I'm excited about, like for next year and to continue watching. Yeah. Um, there's this kid in the Red Sox system. He's on Lowell. He was in the New York Penley All-Star game, international free agent signed a couple years ago, Gilberto Jimenez. He's okay. so exciting. Um, keep your eye out for him. I love Jaron Duran um, waiting for his you know, first Bowman Chrome card. I, I can't wait till that comes out. Um, <laughs> side story is I did get the, uh, the Direct360 Gary V set from the National okay. um, Convention. I was not there, but uh, I figured, gee, it's only tw- Tops was selling them online on their site for $20. Mm-hmm. So like, let, let, me, let me grab um, uh, one of those sets. Uh, Jaron Duran has a card in that set. Like he used one of these prospects that Gary likes. So he put a card in the set. Huh. Uh, so I actually got a single one of those Jaron Duran cards for a few dollars um, on eBay. And this was before I knew I was going to actually purchase the set. Um, so so I got the set and it's really cool. It's awesome. If, if anyone doesn't have a, a, a copy of it and you can get it for like 20 or 25 bucks, definitely grab it. There's some amazing cards in there. Um, so, I had this extra Jaron Duran card. Mm-hmm. And uh, just last week, Portland was in Hartford. And it was my first, not my first chance to see Duran play, because I did see him play in Lowell last year, shortly after he was drafted. And I'm not one to go and I'm not a grapher, if you know what graphers are. Um, these people that bring their binders and they have the cards in these little corner Mm -hmm. holding things on papers and they they have to you know who's that guy who's that guy and they don't know any of the players until someone says oh that's that's jerry downs oh hey jerry can you come over and sign i mean it really is annoying to me and then they're just going to go and try to sell the cards anyway i had one card in my hand i waited for 20 minutes and And Jaron Duran came over and he was signing a couple and people were having him sign their ticket stubs or the program or because no one had these Jaron Duran cards. couple had maybe from a minor league set. Mm -hmm. So I finally he came over to where I was. I said, hey, you know, great to meet you. You know, I'm excited about about your future. Could you sign this for me, please? And he did. It was really cool. So I have this one in-person autograph card that I would never sell. I mean, it's all about the experience to me. Totally. And one of my favorite prospects. So I have this 2019 Gary V. Bowman Direct 360 card signed by Jaron Duran, and and that's a keeper for me. Um, uh, And and, and of course, the the other two names that I wanted to throw out that I'm really excited about is uh, Giants' Marco Luciano and and the Rays' Wander Franco. (laughs)
2: So
0: Uh, okay, those those are two that, all right, um, so I bought one Bowman, 2019 Bowman Jumbo box. Actually, I bought three, and and two of them were for group breaks that I did, Mm -hmm. and the the other one was for me, like a personal box. And in the personal box, my three autographs were a Nationals Telmito Augustin, and
1: Say that five times fast.
0: Yeah, I mean, so that might be a four or <laughs> five dollar card right now. Yep. Uh, but the other two were pretty cool, and I was pretty happy. One was a Bowman Chrome uh, Victor Victor Mesa, his mm-hmm. first auto, and the other one was a Marco Luciano refractor mm-hmm. autograph. So, so that was I was pretty cool. I mean, if I sold the Mesa and the Luciano, it would get me close to what I paid for the box back. Um, I haven't sold either. I've had some offers, um, so, but I've, so, I've held. But I've held on to them.
1: So, like a guy like Luciano, but yeah, those are great polls by the way. The um, Luciano, like, what do you like about a guy like Luciano? I mean, because there's a ton of hype around him. Like, he's top three guy in the product right now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, wh-
0: he's he's so. I mean, he's got. You know, What do they say? Five tool. He's yep. he's he's fast. He's got great contact skills he's got power uh his debut in the states in the uh is it the arizona rookie league Mm -hmm. Uh, he was just just killing it and correct me if i'm wrong he may have been promoted um i think he's still in a ball is he
1: yeah as of a couple weeks ago i don't know because um, he's, he's in the Giants system, right? He's a shortstop for the Giants. He's in the Singular Giants system. Yep.
0: Yeah. You, you know what? He, he he was promoted. So he went from the Arizona Rookie League and now he's with the, the say, Team. Volcanoes yep. in in the Northwest League, a uh, little low A, uh, short season, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Um, and I guess he's, he's not hitting that well in nine games. um after promotion just absolutely killed it in, in the Rookie League. So you can't always just look at Rookie League stats. But yeah, he's exciting, and you know what? If I mean, I mean, for the next month or so, or actually, I don't know how many. He doesn't have a month left of games. Um, I, we'll see what he does the rest of the year and into spring training, and who, who knows? I mean, his card values could drop a little bit, uh, but he is one of the hottest right now. Um, so I've I've held on to his card, and, mm-hmm. and I think I will.
1: The other guy in the giant system that's springs pretty high is Joey Bart. Are you a yes. big fan of Joey Bart?
0: I, I, you know what? I'm just going to be totally honest. I, I'm, I'm not because I've never seen him play. Okay. I haven't caught any of his games on TV. I, I would never be able to see any of his games live because I'm not out anywhere near where he's played. Mm-hmm. I know he's, he's in the top, top twenty or thirty overall prospects in in baseball. Yeah. Um, I just don't know personally a lot about Bart. So I'm yeah. just going to, I'm just going to move on and say, you know, hopefully I'll know more about him next year.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Uh,
0: how about this? I'll defer to my giants writer.
1: There you go. There you go. I like it.
0: Uh, I, uh, can I talk a little bit about Wander Franco?
1: I do want to hear your thoughts on Wander Franco. Cause I mean, you can't do, you can't do much more in the hobby than Wander Franco's already done. So I'd be curious to know what, what your thoughts are.
0: Yeah. I mean, he is the hobby this year, right? Yep. I mean, for, for prospects. Prospect, yep. Um I I have not seen him live. I'm really excited to if if he uh gets anywhere near me in the northeast. Um when I saw, you know, I I went to a Charlotte uh, Stone Crabs game last year um in Florida, but he was still in rookie ball at the time. Um he's jumped a couple levels this year. Um uh, although I you know what? I I take that back. I got to see him play in the Futures game in Cleveland. So that was really cool. Oh nice. I, And you know what? A quick aside story. I I was in Cleveland for All-Star Weekend. Mm -hmm. I had two hours um, on a Friday afternoon when I got in before I had to uh, meet Jake Berry. And we were going out to see the um, Mahoning Valley Scrappers play on Friday night. So before he picked me up at my hotel, I had two hours. I said, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to be able to get over there before I have to leave. I want to go over to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. (laughs) So it was about a a 15-minute walk from where I was staying. Went in. And as I walked into the lobby, there was a little crowd of people and I hadn't even gone over to the ticket booth to Mm -hmm. to my admission yet. And I look over and I, I recognized one of the guys because I had just seen him a few hours earlier when I got off the plane and I was in the airport terminal. It was Royce Lewis, the twins. Yeah. So, and he was signing autographs for people in the terminal. So that was cool. So in this little crowd of people at the hall of fame, it was Royce Lewis and I'm like, those have to be some other players with them. And you know what? They have to be some other top prospects. And as I looked over, I, Jonathan Mayo from MLB mm-hmm. uh, Network and MLB.com, he was there organizing their little tour group. And I know Jonathan. <laughs> I would met him a couple times and he did our Futures Focus Prospects 1500 podcast with me. Uh, which is a side note. People can check. It's available on all uh, podcast platforms.
1: I will, uh, I will put that in the show notes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um, and finally, I recognized who these other players were. It was Nolan Jones from the Indians. It okay. was Joe Dell from the Angels. <laughs> and it was Wander Franco from the Rays uh, with Royce Lewis. The four of them were getting this private tour, which was so cool. Um, I went over to Jonathan Mayo. I, I did a quick hi. How you doing? And then – 30 seconds later, he comes back to me and he says, Scott, did you know they were here? And I said, I had absolutely no idea. (laughs) I just came over because I wanted to go through the Hall of Fame and my two hours free. uh, He said, oh, that's good to know because we were kind of trying to keep this on the hush. You know, not really. We didn't promote it or anything. I'm "I'm not stalking you guys. Promise. (laughs) It's just really cool to see you brought them here. That's cool. And if Um, you
1: were, you're just doing your job.
0: Exactly. Right? <laughs> but the website, yeah, I, I did oh, snap man. a few pictures.
1: That's awesome. That's so, cool stuff. Uh,
0: so I did get up close uh, to uh, Franco during batting practice before the Futures game uh, in the dugout. He was being interviewed by mm-hmm. um, ESPN Deportes. You know, I was I was actually standing right there next to him, snapped a couple photos, and he he actually didn't do as well in the game. Uh, as we w- we would have hoped for, but, but from all accounts, he's the real deal. He's, he's going to be awesome to see hopefully in double a next year. Mm-hmm. Um, not even 20 years old.
1: He's not uh, even 19. He's still 18.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I hope they don't rush him. I don't think they will. Um, you know. And I wanted to get into this with you. Uh, you know, what what do I look for in prospects you mm-hmm. know, to succeed? Uh, and, and for me, that's at the high A level and a double A. But just just to go back to Franco, just for a, a minute here, I got to take a deep breath on this one. Because
1: <laughs> calm down, calm down. It,
0: it's still I, I still shake a little bit, and, and I don't know if you saw you know my history on Twitter or whatnot and, and with cards. Uh, so I was lucky to find. Some boxes of the Bowman Mega Boxes at Target back in May, right when they came out. And and I, I I got a bunch. And I was and if I sold any of them, I'm gonna be honest with you. I sold them for twenty dollars plus shipping, which is what they cost me. People sell them for $35, $40, $50, and it and I hate it. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things I was outspoken about. Some of my friends in the hobby who couldn't find any. I said, no problem. I'll send you a couple. I got you covered. And that's, so I I bought, you know, 16 or whatever. I opened up, I think I opened 10 of them. Mm -hmm. And in the last box that I opened, I got this Wander Franco image variation autograph numbered to 25. The only thing that sucked was it was a sticker auto. Hmm. But otherwise it was a chrome mega refractor numbered auto of the top prospect in baseball and i i I didn't know what to do (laughs) and as i said before when we were talking about a kino i don't usually sell a lot of my cards Hmm. there was no way this card value would ever be higher ever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was not on ebay nobody had posted it the product I got it like a week before anyone was expecting it to even be out. People had just started putting cards up for sale mm-hmm. for this product. Some people were just finding them in stores. So would you sell it? Would I think that the majority of people at that time would probably want to. And I had never had anything that was going to sell for what it would sell for. I didn't even really know what it would sell for because there were no comps. So I asked a few people and you know, mm-hmm. what to what to do if I was going to sell it, you know, when to post it, uh, take an offer, buy it now or make whatever. And this was my first like real test in the hobby of baseball card collecting and having a really really cool card And what do I do? And and if I sell it, you know, is this going to be a good thing? Mm -hmm. Um, There were a couple of the image variations, the same card that were posted, but they weren't autographs and they were being listed for like 300, 500. So I am thinking maybe this is a thousand dollar card. I don't know. So I guess, should I just tell you what happened?
1: Yeah. I mean, my, my reaction to that would have been. If I'm the first and it's the absolute best player best card I could get, yeah. I'm 100% listing it because you're going to get such a good premium on
0: it. Yeah. Are you uh, sending it in to be graded?
1: Um, I know enough about grading now to to at least look at the card to see if it's going to get a good grade, but that I would make a a quick decision on that for sure. I I would send so it to get graded.
0: Yeah. I never this is another thing that I go off and rant about <laughs> the whole grading thing. <laughs> And I have probably eight or nine graded cards from that I've purchased in my collection. And many of them are from years ago Mm -hmm. because I just I got a 1984 Roger Clemens Flare update uh, XRC that I never had because I only got the top set that year. Mm -hmm. And Clemens was one of my favorite players. And I bought the card at a decent amount. It was like $100 way back when and that was a good deal. Um, and it came, it was graded and I have an, a Yaz rookie card that's, that's graded. Um, then my Ken Griffey 89 upper deck rookie is a graded card, but it's like, it's like a seven or an eight and I don't care cause it's, it's the card. Um,
1: so what's your rant then? What's your stance on my grading? My rant is
0: that I, I hate grading. I never send cards out to be graded ever.
1: Okay. Um, well, why don't you I like just, grading? I'm
2: curious. I this don't,
0: don't want to send my cards in the mail to someone else and I have a chance that I might never see it again. That's just that's I'm I'm scared. I'm 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 a loser, I guess. But um, I I just uh, maybe I would do it if it was in person or I like, at a show that I went to or, um, I don't know. I, huh. I just and why do people grade cards? Because they want to increase their value. I think they do. Maybe more so to increase value than protection. I'm sure of that because there are oh, so many sure. ways to protect cards. Mm-hmm. So to send it in, to pay money, to pay more money, to get cards graded, because maybe your $50 card will be worth 150
2: mm-hmm.
0: But I can go, that's my soapbox. Um, to be honest, I just don't send them in. And I wasn't going to send that Franco card anywhere because I wanted to get it online as quick as I could.
1: That makes sense. From, from that card's perspective, that makes sense. I would I would say it's 2019 Scott it's okay to send cards in you can put tracking on it.
0: <laughs> You're going to be okay. All right. But well I, maybe I'll try it in the future. Yeah. All right, I'll keep my mind open.
1: That's a that's a whole different discussion. I we could go down a whole long path on that one for sure. We could. But, especially okay. with PSA and all that junk going on right now, it's just kind of a mess. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I get I the that. the hesitancy. I get it.
0: So I so so th- I got some good advice and people told me that it's great to have an auction end on a Sunday night. A lot of people are home. Uh-huh. Um, if they've gone away anywhere for a weekend, they're home. They're, you know, they're they're online. They're on their tablets. They're on their phones. Sure. Um, and I got the card on a Wednesday, so I I had it all ready to go, and I posted it on Thursday night for a three day auction mm-hmm. starting at ninety nine cents, and that was it. And I was just gonna let the chips fall where they where they may. Mm-hmm. And uh, seventeen hundred dollars later, I was a happy guy. Beautiful. I mean, you know what? It was crazy. You know, it 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 made some quick jumps at the end. I didn't know what it was gonna do. People, we were out at a Hartford Yard Goats game that Friday night, and and I was showing a couple of the guys and like, oh, that's awesome. You know, let's see what where it goes and. You know, it was like, it was at, it was like at $900 on Saturday night and I (laughs) I would be happy. I was totally happy Uh, because I never sold anything for that much. And it just, it just went up in the last, of course, like the last, I think, minute Mm -hmm. where probably people had those sniping apps.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Um, so, you know, of course, of course, after the eBay 10% and the listing fee and, um, Whatever I was, I was still pretty happy, and it and it's you know helped me uh, cover some of my hobby purchases over the last few months. I'm sure your
1: wife was was not arguing about that transaction. She wasn't. You know,
0: she wasn't, you know she, she'll ask me, "What's this $400 in at Walmart that you're buying?" Um, you know, and I said, that's, that's for all these boxes that I got for a group break. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't like, Oh, I'm so excited. You got that, that card sold. It's like, what have I done for you lately? <laughs>
1: um, yes. Wives and hobbies. Another, uh, another great topic for another day. Um, but, but s- I
0: feel like I'm one of the good guys in the hobby. So I should be able to, to, to tout that that was one great collecting success. That
1: yeah, happened. no, that's awesome. That's really cool. No, I think that's, uh, that's the way it should work, right? It should be, uh, especially in retail boxes where you walk into a Walmart and get a mega box and pull that out. That, right. that's like the dream scenario for tops, you know, like that's, you, they just, they just hooked in a, a collector who was kind of in, and now is really, really in. Exactly. Um, yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about prospects, 1500 kind of going forward. Sure um, you mentioned you mentioned something earlier about early stages I guess even a year or two ago you' your social media accounts at I guess Twitter fifteen two thousand now you're at five six thousand whatever it is what what have you kind of attributed to your growth back then and kind of what are you hoping to do a little bit differently to continue growing what you're doing now?
0: So big one question. thing that I'm a real big proponent of is is having good content
2: mm-hmm.
0: regular content, um staying active and tying in my love of the hobby and i'll be honest with you i've given away a lot of my baseball cards for prospect 1500 giveaways and that's helped us grow some followers and you know get a lot of retweets and you know i did a um um Forty for forty, like last year. Mm -hmm. It was like forty years. Yeah, it was in twenty eighteen. It was my fortieth year collecting. (laughs) My my dad bought me my first baseball cards in nineteen seventy eight. So it's forty years collecting, and I did forty giveaways, which was really cool. It like went on for over a month. I like that. um, You know, just different. You know, obviously not cards from my personal collection, and I wasn't. I wasn't going to break any sets or anything, but cool cards where they were relics or you know, even autographs or, or uh, parallel numbered cards that, uh, heck, you know, uh, 50, 100 people would retweet and then I'd you know, draw a winner and send them out the card. So, I mean, it actually did cost me stuff because I don't just drop a card in an envelope and thro- slap a 50 cent stamp on it. I'll put it in a little bubble mailer and, and pay the $3.50 at the time. Um, mm-hmm. to send it in first class with tracking. And uh, so it cost me a little bit of money, but you know, it was all in building the brand and and I've you know, it's marketing 101. I've had a lot of different careers. I'm a sales guy in, in media right now, but I've been in marketing, I still am marketing my products that I sell mm-hmm. and um, you know, to to help build our following. Um, I wanted to give a little bit and put some of my my own uh, blood, sweat, and tears into it. Sure. So so moving forward, it's continuing to build the brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we do so much, so much of our website traffic will come from Twitter because we put the most out on Twitter. Okay. Um, I'm not. We have platforms on Facebook and on Instagram as well, but I'm not as active on those as I wish I could be. Uh, that will hopefully come. We just started a podcast. We've done like seven or eight episodes. My, my co-host, Jake Berry, is actually recording one this afternoon that I couldn't be a part of. Um, so that will be dropping soon. He talked to our Cincinnati Reds correspondent, uh, Rudy Verstrate. Uh, so I'm excited to listen to that. We're going to grow our podcast uh, and go in different directions with that. Um, but how how we can continue to be successful is to have dedicated contributors, people that are are uh, excited about what they do. Mm-hmm. And you know what I ask of all my writers? I ask them to give me one article per month. That's it. You know, it's not like a huge commitment. And I don't say I need 5,000 words. I mean, anything like 500 to 1,000 words mm-hmm. is a sweet spot. It can be read in like two or three minutes and boom, people's attention spans in this day and age are not wide ranging. Yeah. If you look at time spent on website, it's usually between one and two minutes. They look, they scroll and they're gone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you yeah, our top 50 lists, they probably looked, you know, if they're long columns, we put a lot of time into them. And then I look and see that, well, the average time on this webpage is one minute and 34 <laughs>
1: Right. You're like,
0: dang it. So they much, sold the top three. So, yeah. They looked at it, scrolled through, boom, done. Yeah. Um, right. But uh, with, I've got 40 plus writers. And if everyone's giving me an article a month and not everyone does, and it's totally cool because it's like we're a big family and life is first totally understand that Mm -hmm. we cover each other. Um, someone tells me they got to take a hiatus for a few months. Someone else fills in, um, really cool about that. But having, having that base of a a dedicated staff right now, we can usually average an article a day. And if we're putting up an article a day, Mm -hmm. then there's always new stuff. And the, and every time we put out an article, there's a tweet with the link to the article and we might get one or two new followers a day. And that's, we don't, we don't get followers in huge increments. We get a few here and there, a little couple each day. And that's cool. Um, And it's just, uh, it's just something I want to grow. I just want to grow. I don't know where it's going (laughs) to go, but we're just having fun doing it. And I, I try to balance my time with my family and my real-life job during the day and my card-collecting hobby <laughs> and my Prospects 1500. It's like one of my you know, side hobby projects right now.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so two thoughts. One, if you want to get more followers, all you got to do is just go take a selfie with Gary Vee. Right. That's, that's the trick in the hobby now. You just got to go really? find them. at. The, I'm totally kidding with you. <laughs> I I, uh, I got a kick out of being at the – were you at the National by the way?
0: I was not and I okay. never have been and I, I don't know that I can ever go because it's usually like two weeks after All-Star Weekend. And no, I, that's and true. Have, and you. I have to go to that each year now because we have our – our big weekend that we do with prospects 1500 agenda and events, but maybe one of these days.
1: Yeah. Well this year, obviously Gary V was the hit, right. And there was a lot of great things he was doing, but the the line of people acting like they cared what he said, but more so interested in, Getting a selfie for you know their social media accounts yeah. was was pretty yeah. hilarious, but <laughs>
0: that's funny.
1: But anyway, so my my question would be, um, what have you noticed as you put out content? Because this is always the struggle with people in the hobby that do stuff like, um, you know, either run a group breaking site or run a content site in the hobby. SEO, you know, Google picking up your articles. Um, what have you noticed that has worked for you guys? Um, cause obviously you're getting more traffic. Things are working out a little bit better and, and working in your favor.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it
1: the consistency that you feel like is kind of influencing your SEO and allowing you to pop up more in search results or is it? Absolutely. Okay.
0: Yeah. And I know about this through my, uh, through my real life job because not yeah. only do I sell, you know, newspaper magazine, uh, advertising, uh, but I've sold digital, uh, websites and SEO and, and mm-hmm. email marketing uh, um, in addition. So search engine optimization, SEO, um, is is that organic uh, search results. I'm doing a little explanation here for some sure. people who do not know. Um, if you go to any search engine, whether it's Google or Bing or whatever it might be, um, and if you type in you know, and try this out, type in Milwaukee Brewers prospects. Um, We're coming up on the first page and I'm not saying we're going to be listed first. um, But when you're coming up on the first page, that's big. And how does that happen? It doesn't happen overnight. You have to put in the effort and have some back, back end of the website Mm -hmm. tools and whatnot and some know-how to do that, and and there are all different ways to do it, but for each article that I click publish, before I click that button, we have some keywords that are entered into a field, um, you know, it might be Milwaukee Brewers mid-season top 50 prospects, and so if someone's searching Milwaukee Brewers or they're searching top 50 prospects, Having those keywords entered into that field, that will help. Um, I ask all of my writers to list every player's name in a section that's called tags. And any article you see on our site, at the bottom of the article, there's just going to be a list of tags. Mm -hmm. And it'll be all the players' names. It'll be like MILB. It'll be prospects. It might be um, top 50 prospects. It might be Rancho Cucamonga Quakes if it's a Dodgers prospect high A article. Um, so entering in all those player names in the tag sections that also helps, and and then we have a tool that helps us determine if the sentences are written well. If there's you know the certain a, a, a minimum number of words that's the, the perfect for the length of the article and. So these things help us where like a year ago, you might have to type in 2019 Milwaukee Brewers top prospects for us to show up on the first or second page. Mm -hmm. And as we built up our site and, and also adding content to a website, just Google likes that Mm -hmm. and, As long as you're adding new material regularly, your SEO results will improve. And now we honestly, if you type in Milwaukee prospects or Brewers prospects, we're probably going to come up uh, now uh, where we might have had to type in more in the search before. Mm. So the last thing I want to say about that is search engine optimization is for the majority of people that don't know your website. They are just searching for something they want to find. They want to find Brewers prospects. They mm-hmm. want to find Dynasty League uh, rankings. And that's what SEO helps when uh, these results come up. Mm-hmm. When someone knows our website, then you can just go up to the top of the your browser and type in prospects1500.com and you're going to come to the site. Yep. Most people might not even do that anymore because it'll be bookmarked on their phone mm. or or they'll just, you know what? They'll just click the link um, on, the, on the tweet that has the link to the article. Um, but uh, that to no, try and good. answer your question, that that's what SEO is all about. And it's definitely something
2: mm.
0: I and my partner, Brian, focus on before we publish anything. And I don't think a mm. lot of other, I shouldn't say that. I don't know that, some of the other minor league baseball related websites do as much of that as we do. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Yeah, no, that's really good advice by the way. And I know there's a lot of folks in the industry that use the the WordPress platform, which I think your site's built on too. And there's, there's some really good plugins like Yoast SEO and all that stuff that makes this makes life really easy. If you just want to take the time to consistently put keywords and um, all that stuff and there that you just, it, it takes two minutes.
0: That is the plugin that we use. Yoast.
1: Yoast. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, there you go. That it, 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 sounds complicated for those people in the industry and, and this always comes up, especially for folks that are, you know, starting a group breaking site or starting something, you know, a retail site. You got to take the time to do that type of stuff because Google doesn't allow you to cheat, right? It just, there's no cheat codes. So
0: Absolutely. Great, great I'm advice. just doing a quick test here as we're talking And I just typed in Tampa Bay Rays prospects. Um,
1: And all came up was Wander Franco, right?
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? The very first listing is MLB Pipeline. So that's Major League Baseball. Mm -hmm. MLB Pipeline, it's their 2019 prospect watch. And there's – it must be their Rays page. And then then right below that, there are three boxes that are top stories – Uh, And in the first box, it says it's Tampa Bay Rays 2019 midseason top 50 prospects from prospects 1500 one day ago, and we're listed there right before two of the articles from Tampa Bay's uh, like SB Nation site D Rays Bay, and and then you these organic results; these are not ads or anything. That's awesome. These are coming up. From the SEO. Right below those boxes, uh, there's another MLB. Uh, it's the Rays 2019 Top 30. That's from MLB. And right below that, there are two Prospects 1500 results. <laughs> um, one of them is the midseason from one day ago that I just published. And the one right below it is from January and it's our 2019 top 50 from the preseason. And I, I that's awesome for us. I just typed in Tampa Bay Rays prospects.
1: That is and incredible.
0: We're, we're right there on the first page three times.
1: Wow, I didn't props even to know props to Thank you. Me. Great work. That's awesome. That is cool. Um, awesome. We're, we've we been talking for an hour and 15 minutes. Are you kidding me?
0: Oh my God! Wow. I gotta go. Look at some cards.
1: Yeah, you do. Well, man, I uh, lo- I always close with a little something called rapid fire, some random questions for you. But before I do that, yes. why don't you remind people where they can find you? And then uh, you got some podcasts to talk about. And then uh, I think Tyson's gonna be writing an article or two for you, so I'm excited yeah, about really that.
0: Excited. Uh, Tyson uh, Banker is going yeah. to uh, join join our Prospects 1500 team. Not not you know in a huge huge role, but a very important one because we're going to bring some. Uh, baseball card prospecting content to our site uh, similar to what he's dropped on uh, breakerculture.com recently so Mm -hmm. uh, you know a little bit of different content we're not going to try to duplicate things but we'll certainly share them back and forth which which i i would love to do um thank you for for mentioning that yeah Uh, people can follow us uh prospects 1500.com it's it's that easy uh definitely check out our website uh you can follow us on twitter at prospects 1,500, um, and uh, myself, I'm at Scotty, S-C-O-T-T-Y underscore ballgame, at Scotty (laughs) underscore ballgame on Twitter. Uh, You're not only going to see baseball stuff on my feed, though, because I'm a huge pro wrestling fan, and I'm a big (laughs) Bruce Springsteen fan, and I do stuff about Western Mass where I live. So it's kind of all-encompassing. Um, and, and you and go on
1: rants with sports cards, I
0: get a lot of rants and you know what, <laughs> I know people, I'm going to say it, or I'm just going to say it. People are fickle because I'll get five followers and then three will drop off the next day. Um, <laughs> but that's just the way it is. Um, and, and I'm totally cool with that. Um, and that's, that's really the best way to follow us. Cool. Uh, our site is free. The content is free. Um, we're kind of thinking about, you know, some plans in the future to, to maybe put together some, you know, what do you think of this idea? Well, like we put together our, our entire preseason top 50 lists for every team and then we make it available in like a downloadable uh, spreadsheet or even like an ebook. Uh, we're, we're toying with the idea of doing something like that.
1: I think it's a great idea.
0: I mean, yeah, so you, we, you, we you
1: like, got to so figure out how it distract, distracts from website traffic, but yeah, that's an interesting idea.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, And that's really, those are the best ways to to follow us and to follow me. And I appreciate it all. Yeah.
1: We'll put all that in the show notes for for folks. Just click in the description. You can, you can find prospects 1500. All right. So a few questions for you. And I think the most impressive thing in our conversation, Scott, has been your ability to consistently name the mascots of all these minor league teams. It's really impressive because some of these are so obscure. You're
0: just rattling them off like it's nothing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I try. Like the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. And, so good. And, and, so
2: and the good.
0: Uh, yeah, the the of course the Hartford Yard Goats and um, the Richmond Flying Squirrels is one of my favorite. But uh, I, I hope you don't have any of these in the rapid fire because of course I'm going to freeze and not know the name. Well,
1: here you go. Here's my first question. What's your favorite minor league mascot name?
0: Um. I like the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: is, it a, is it a good looking logo too?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool. Oh and, man! Uh, and another really cool logo is is the Montgomery Biscuits. That's where Wander Franco's playing right now. Um, yeah, actually, is no, is that Double A? He's in Bowling Green right now, the BG Hot Rods. Um, but the the Montgomery Biscuits is a is really cool logo, but I don't really know what it is okay you don't you mean like you
1: can't tell what it is in the actual logo but you know what the yeah yeah, that's funny
0: i don't know salem kaiser volcanoes too that's cool
1: wow awesome all right cool uh who's been your biggest miss on your prospect your annual prospect charge Uh, which guy did you you absolutely just whiff on
0: i didn't think Eloy Jimenez was going to be great
1: do you think he's great
0: I think he is very good and will be great. Hmm. Um, I just, I, I he was like number ranked, you know, two, three, yep. top five everywhere, like going into the season. And I thought he was like a top twenty-five prospect myself. Um, and I guess he's been performing like a top twenty-five prospect, and not the overall top one or two. Uh, but I think he's going to be really, really good. I hmm. think I missed the boat a little bit on him. That's just one name that. That pops okay. into my mind.
1: That's great. All right. What's your, uh, what's your favorite stadium food?
0: I have to be just totally biased and a homer here. Um, and I'm not going to say Boston Fenway Franks. I haven't been to a Red Sox game this year. It's like the first time in many years. I usually have like six or seven games a year. And I had this year also, but I sold them all. I enjoy going to minor league games more. Hmm. I do have one game left in September for the Red Sox that I'm probably gonna go to because it'll be my only time this year. But my favorite uh, ballpark and ballpark food right now is 25 minutes south of me. It's Dunkin' Donuts Park in Hartford where the uh, Yard Goats play. They're the double-A affiliate of the Rockies. And there's a, um, a Hartford-based uh, barbecue restaurant called Bear's Smokehouse, uh, B E a-R-S, mm-hmm. Beer, Smokehouse, Barbecue, Yep. and they have a stand in left field at the park, and they have this thing called the, uh, the, the bear attack, <laughs> and I don't know why attack, maybe because of an oncoming heart attack, um, <laughs> but it's, it's, um, it's, uh, pulled pork or brisket, um. Uh, put on top of their amazing mac and cheese oh
1: my gosh
0: which is on top of some cornbread crumbs and you you uh mix that with a uh a local hartford city steam uh, naughty nurse uh brew and i'm in heaven
1: and then you head right to the bathroom
0: yeah you know when I when I get home. Uh, how are you doing, honey? <laughs> I'll be out in a few minutes.
1: <laughs> awesome. That's 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 a great food. But that,
0: that's my favorite ballpark food right now. Okay. Although I do remember being at a Padres game a few years back, and they had some amazing food and drink out there at Petco.
1: Nice. Okay. And great scenery. You must have great
0: ballpark. barbecue at the Kansas City games.
1: Oh gosh, please! It's the best. Yeah. Best in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Um, favorite sports movie.
0: The Rookie. Oh, is that Quaid? Yes. Oh, nice. I cry every time. (laughs) Nice. I just, I mean, most people are going to say, oh, the best baseball movie is Bull Durham. I love Field of Dreams too. Yeah. The Rookie is, is my film. I, I just love it. I need to watch that again. I'm glad you brought that up just love it and the kid who was in Two and a Half Men Half Men—he's was Quaid's son in that mm-hmm. it's just it's awesome and it's a real story yeah based on real story. you're
1: right you're right that makes
0: it all the better Jimmy Morris yeah
1: okay uh, World Series who's gonna make it this year two teams
0: Astros and Dodgers I don't know who's gonna win I don't think that anyone can beat the Houston rotation right now yeah with Cole and Verlander and Granke and whoever they throw in game four, I just don't think they're beatable. Yep. And their hitting is is great, too. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'll look forward to seeing if my Red Sox can do anything next year. Yep. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I think it'll be exciting, um, maybe even more so in the National League for the wild card. Um American League is almost kind of done. There aren't that many uh, teams that are still really in the thick of the race. Right. Um, I think it's going to be an amazing wild card race in the NL, but I think let's see. Let's see what happens and if my Dodgers Astros prediction, you know, comes true, I think that'll be a great World Series.
1: You just don't want to say the Yankees cuz you're a Boston fan. I get it.
0: I, mm, <laughs> I'm not going to admit to that. But, but I you're not going to I think that the Astros will beat the Yankees.
1: Fair enough. I just, I just Fair okay. Last question: You got ten thousand dollars to spend on two prospects. Which two guys are you going? Factoring in current cost, inflation, all that good stuff.
0: Well, one of them would be Wander Franco. Okay, I, I don't. I don't have a Wander Franco autograph. I sold my one. I would buy, you know, his first Bowman Chrome, you know, as inexpensive as I could, maybe like, um, you know, uh, for five or six hundred dollars, a really good one, um, and then a few others, and then uh, second guy, um, you know, I I I think I'd go for. Um, I think Andrew Vaughn. Really? He is going to be the top uh, pick in a lot of uh, Dynasty League first-year player drafts that are happening in the near future. Uh, White Sox first-round pick. Number three pick, right? Yeah, I think he was number three. And um, definitely check out – it's uh, hashtag – too early MILB mock, uh, a lot of my uh, prospects, 1,500 writers and I, we do this giant mock of, of all um, uh, prospects, and uh, not necessarily first year, but in first-year player drafts, I think that Vaughn will be going over guys like uh, Rushman and um, – Bobby Witt. Witt and mm. Riley Green. These are the top four picks. Uh, a quick side note, I got to see Rushman and Riley Green about three weeks ago in Norwich, Connecticut. So to see the overall number one and number four picks playing, that was amazing. Mm. Uh, got some really good up-close pictures. That that was so cool. But I think Vaughn might surprise people. So I, you know, his first cards will probably be coming out in the 2019 Bowman draft, yep. I think. Um, we hope I hope Um, although he you know he might be in some USA Panini products already I think he is Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Uh, but uh, as I'm assuming you and most of the hobby knows that Bowman Chrome that first Bowman Chrome card is the one that you want to have of player and I think I would probably throw uh, if I had that 10,000 maybe six or seven towards Franco and and three or four towards Vaughn. Love it. Now it's
1: funny because here in Kansas city, we, I mean, especially me as a prospector and just lo- loving the minor league system for the Royals. Well, <laughs> loving the idea of a good minor league system. Everyone was, was on the fence between Bobby Witt and Andrew Vaughn. Cause Witt went too and yep. Vaughn was the best college hitter for California. And yep. he was going to be, he was going to make the quicker impact in our system. And, uh, yeah, we went with Bobby Witt.
0: The- I, and I i think Witt's going to be awesome. Yeah. And it was kind of just, uh, it's weird. I, I almost said Rushman and I said Vaughn and Witt was going to be like third or fourth. <laughs> but uh, that could change, you know, who knows? Yeah. Check out our Royals Top 50 Prospects on Prospects 1500. There I did. On. I did. Go.
1: Yeah, I did. Um I haven't, I didn't look at the mid season one. So if you updated it then I, I have not looked at that. I looked at your...
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, updated probably a couple weeks ago. So cool. check I it. will check it out.
1: Right on. Well, good stuff, man. I, Seriously. Have a great weekend. What's left of it. And thank you so much for giving me 90 minutes of your time. My I goodness.
0: really appreciate you having me on Ty. It's been a pleasure. Uh, anytime you want to talk baseball cards or prospects and you know what, I, I'd even love to be able to contribute to, uh, just something that you guys do in your site at some point. So just let me know.
1: Awesome. That sounds good. We'll figure it out. All right. There you have it. Episode 66. Thank you so much for listening. Please go to iTunes. Leave a review for Breaker Culture Weekly. Love to know your thoughts. And as always, go to BreakerCulture.com. Tons of great articles. Tons of fun stuff we put out there. Tyson Banker, a new writer for us, has been doing some really good stuff. And uh, yeah, I think you're going to continue liking what we got going. So appreciate you listening. Have a great week. See ya.